Man, oh man, it's Friday, baby. Friday means we're going to the ski resort. <laughs> it's good. Friday means today's going to be like in the mid-70s. I have meetings all day long. All goddamn day. I had to pick up my car with its nice new brake pads. And uh, I don't have the thing in front of me. By the way, I, I love living in the future. It's so nice that I can, I can drop off my car. I can schedule an appointment online. I can drop off my car. The guy comes out, takes it away, you know, makes sure I have, you know, we go to the little computer. He makes sure he has all my info, which he does. And then to just get a text, an automated text, and I can click on the link, and then it's the full vehicle report, the inspection report. It shows, the, you know, the map of the car and all the nice, you know, it's, it's, it's the stoplight page, right? You've all seen it at some point where they, they inspect your car. They, you know, if you take it in for an inspection or you take it in for just, you know, hey, any brakes, hey, my, my tires, I need a line, whatever you need. You need stuff done. Something's wrong with my car. The engine light's on. It's making a noise. And, and they go and they do the full... They do the full Monty, and you get a printout, and it has either the red, amber, green, red, yellow, green, uh, green, hey, everything's great, passes, you're good, nothing, no issues, all good things. Amber is like, hey, this needs attention, but not right. You can get away with it for a while. You know, if you're looking to, if you're looking to sell or trade your car in the next uh, few weeks or the next month or two, you're okay. Maybe, maybe don't spend the money to get this fixed. You'll be fine if you're not... You know, as long as you're just doing the regular driving, blah, blah, blah. And then there's red, and that means you've got a problem, and you really should take care of it immediately. And my thing came back, and everything's green, 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 except, yeah, hey, you know what? The car was right. Unfortunately, this wasn't just a a sensor or something. Uh, It wasn't just a computer malfunctioning. It turns out the car was right, and I needed to get the damn brake pads. And uh, it's just nice, though. They send you a tech... You know, it's going, that's the other thing too, going to my small timey place, uh, which is called Nashua Wholesale Tire, which is where I used to go and was last there in September to get an oil change. And they've treated me very, very well there. But it is, you know, it's, it's very much mom and pop, which I'm okay with. I like to, I like to go to mom and pop. Not actually, there's no actual mom and pop standing there. Like, can you, can you imagine if it's just like mom and pop? And they're running the they're running the office and all the administrative, but they're also like they're on, you know they've got the cars on the lifts and there's ma covered in grease and oil and everything and you know dirty hands and with the wrench and everything under there and uh, it's funny to me it's funny to me anyway <laughs> so I get this little thing and there's a little text and it says here's what we recommend. And I get to view my inspection report. I just love it. I click on it. And it's like, great. Because I have like, whenever I have a car, I keep a folder for that car. A little physical manila folder so that when I go to the place, whether it's the Toyota dealership, whether it's previously Nashua Wholesale Tire. And I don't mind mentioning them because if anybody's listening and you're in Nashua, they're a great place. It's a great business. I just, my automotive needs are such that I just don't see myself going there anymore. I feel like it needs to be, my car needs to be in the hands of, of a dealership that has a whole fleet of, uh, of people. 
Um, anyway, so, 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 uh, Nashville Wholesale Tire is great. Um, we've, we've, I've always purchased my car. Uh, the wife's car has always been for the last several years since well, the last decade, I guess, has been a lease. We started with a 2012 RAV4, then a 20, real interesting stuff. And then a 2015 RAV4, you know, mixing it up. And then we switched over to the Highlander. We needed the bigger, whatever, a 20, we had a 2018 Highlander. And now we have a 2021 Highlander. And it's a great, it's a fucking great car. They're great cars. It's a Toyota, right? Like Toyota, Honda, there's, there's just cars that you can get. Mazda, there's so many of these, just, they're just affordable cars and they're great. And now cars are just, they're all futuristic. You know, you can get everything and like newer cars, you know, pretty much any car from like the last two or three years has Apple CarPlay or, or the, you know, Android CarPlay or whatever, whatever it is, Samsung, whatever, whatever it is, um, where it's just so much easier to like to plug your phone in and it's just like you can you've got the display and if you if you're doing the Google Maps or Waze or something like that you can you can have that on half of the screen and you can have whatever the music is on the other half of the screen and you can control your phone from the touch screen with the Apple CarPlay it's so it's so nice it's so nice um but my wife I've always leased a car because I want you know she has been um the, the primary transporter of our children. And so I don't care if you say, oh, you're pissing money away. I, I don't care. I want a car that's going to be new and nice and shiny. And then in three years when it starts to maybe you get around the time where you might start to have to put some money into maintenance and work and stuff, then it's time to take it back and get another one. I don't care. I've had no maintenance done on, I don't think, any of my leases. I don't think ever. I don't, maybe like a tire or something. Here and there, like little stuff. Um, but you go to Toyota and you get the Toyota Care, so you can do the every five thousand miles. You do the oil change, the fluids. The, well, you know they do the whole thing, and it's free. You get five of those for free. Pretty much lasts the the life of the lease. I mean, it's like great. We don't. Have to, we just don't have to worry about it. It's a leased car. It's uh, and yeah, our just this past summer we traded in our twenty eighteen because and it was starting to have like okay. There was there was some issue with the tire. I kept you know I kept having to fill up the tire, and we took it and they put a you know they put a patch on it, and we basically told them like, hey, I don't want to if I don't, if I can make it another I've got a, like a month until this lease is up. I'm not looking to put a bunch of brand new tires on this car if I can help it. And they're like, yeah, no, we can patch this up. You'll be good. This will be good for for a long time, and uh, yeah, you'll be fine to trade. And we trade it in, and it's great. Everything's great, right? It's good. Um. My car I've always purchased. I, I don't buy new cars. I mentioned it. in 2005, I had a Lexus. It was a pre-owned Lexus. It cost me, I don't know, at the time it was like $14,000 or something like that. It had 60,000 miles on it. I put another 200 plus on that son of a bitch. I definitely got, got my money's worth on that bastard. And I had it for 12 years. Is that about right? Yeah, 12 years. Um. You know, a car, a car built and made in the manufactured in the nineties, <laughs> that came out in nineteen ninety nine, and uh, it lasted until two thousand seventeen. Not too bad, not too bad. Um, so, and then I had a yeah, I had a Toyota Camry for a little while, and that I took to I took to the little guy, I took to Nashville Wholesale Tire because I figured I, you know, I, I want to give them the business. 
Uh, this car is in good shape. I don't even really drive it that much. It's probably just going to need oil change, inspection, you know, not too much beyond that. And I don't know that I ever had to, I don't think I put a, a penny in beyond just what it, whatever it costs for an oil change or an inspection. Uh, so that was a good four years with that one. And now I've got this one and it's also in good shape, but it's, uh, it's not a, it's not a Toyota Camry and I want it to be, I want it to be treated as such. And so I take it. So now I take it to the, I, you know, I got it at the Toyota dealership. It was a pre-owned car in great shape. Uh, but yeah, the brakes, they needed some, uh, what is it? The, yeah, the brake lining. Yeah. Brake lining, brake pads, not so hot. So it's, uh, yeah, brake job, rear replace pads, resurface rotors, factory parts only need to order. For, yeah, and that's the other thing. You're, it's it is a, <laughs> it's when you <laughs> there's certain cars where you could get you know you could go to AutoZone and you could get some uh, some uh, give me your brake give me like Bob's discount brake pads and <laughs> then that'll be just fine this one's a little this is like no we got to get the real we got to get there's only one kind there's only one part for everything that this car takes and it's right from the right from the dealership and uh so whatever that's okay but uh yeah it'll be it'll be good to have that taken care of and hopefully i don't know how long i'm gonna have this car i'm not sure there's there's part of me that thinks i might just have it for a year or two and then, and then see what, you know, if I can get something that's a little bit newer. Um, and then there's part of me that I always kind of think with my, with my, with my Lexus, I thought, Hey, my kids are going to inherit this car, which, you know, I didn't do the math so well on that because there was no chance of that happening because it was a, you know, it's a 20, <laughs> it's a 22 year old car that I got rid of almost five years ago. Uh, so yeah, that would have been a, that would have been a death trap. Even if it, even if it made it until the 16th birthday, which that's still another four years away. So (laughs) yeah, that was wishful thinking on my part, but the Toyota Camry was like, yeah, this is going to make it. This is going to last for probably another, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. Who knows if I really take care of it other than the sap everywhere. But then I just, you know, it was a pre-owned car and it had like, you know the the seats were kind of like gross when I got it. Not gross, but they had uh, you know it had been it had been lived in a little bit. Um, everything else is in great shape. It's just you know every time I got in and I'm like, you know, it's still no matter how many air fresheners, it still just has like it has a pre owned kind of smell to it. Like you don't get that new car smell. And I I said yeah I I gotta I, I don't want this anymore. So I so I traded up, and uh, and now I'm. <laughs> <laughs> now I've had to, I, I knew how expensive it would be. Should I have to have any kind of repairs done to this particular car? Um, and the car itself was not that expensive, but, uh, the, in the, the pieces and parts, it, it, well, I should say the car was expensive for the, the first asshole who bought it, uh, three, four years ago when it came out, not expensive for me, but that doesn't, that doesn't change the fact that the parts are still the parts and the parts are quite expensive. Uh, but I, I love just getting the text and I look and there's the inspection. It tells me everything that needs is little pictures, diagrams. It's got it all. And so you, te- and then all you do, you, you open up the file and you just check. Yes, I want this or no, I don't. And you can just say, nope, don't do this. I'm not going to repair this car. I'm just going to, I'm just going to run it into the ground and then sell it I, or, or whatever. Drive it off a cliff. I don't know what you're going to do, but um, yeah, so. 
So it was great. So I click, 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 submit. Great. And then the guy called me back a few minutes later just to confirm. He said, okay, just making sure you, that's what you want. You, you confirm the blah, 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 blah. Yep. It'll be ready tomorrow. Okay, great. Um, which meant though, I had to get up, uh, nice and early, <laughs> nice and early to get, uh, to take, we only had one car. I take the kids to school. The wife leaves for work before school. So I had to get up and take the wife to work. Uh, and I'll have to pick her up later today, which is okay, but it's nice though. It was my first time getting the, the experience of, you know, she leaves for work every day at about six forty-five, And, uh, I got to, I got to experience that. She works at the high school. I had major anxiety pulling into the high school cause I just did the buses everywhere and cars and high school kids just, just, just droves of high school kids, you know, filtering into the school. And I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, does it give you anxiety? And she's like, no, I do this every day. And I thought, wow, I, yeah, there goes that. I, any, any thoughts of ever becoming a teacher? Uh, it ain't happening. I just got one look at that high school and everything else. And I said, no, no, sir. No way. <laughs> Not for me. But you know, Kimmy is, Kimmy's built differently. Like she can, I, you know, she's, she's got this ability. Like Kimmy is, is, is very much a, you know, she's an introvert. She likes, I am, which I am too. Um, but, but, you know, like a lot of, a lot of introverts, you don't, you don't, some, some you can tell and some you can't. Um, and Kim's a pretty, you know, a pretty shy person, but when she gets into her environment in that work environment, it's like you would never know. I mean, I would have never when I first met Kimmy. I never would have known that she, you know, that she was uh, shy or anything like that. Because um, she tells me stories and the stuff that these kids say and do, and they try to, you know, they try to get away with all this shit, and she's having none of it. Uh, and it's and it, it, she'll tell me stories, and I'm just like I'm clenching my heart. I'm like, oh my god. I would fucking, I would, I would crumple up. I would crumple up into a ball. I'd be no, I'd be done. Uh, I'd be done after the first, maybe I'd make it through a day. Maybe if I really was in a good mood, I maybe could make it through a week. And, uh, you know, she's got some great coworkers though, who she really likes. That's, that's a big, that's key, right? If no matter if the job's great, if the job sucks, if you've got like shitty people, uh, working with you, that's, That'll make or break it. And if you've got great people, yeah, then then you're yeah, that's like I said, shitty people versus the, the people that you work with, that's gonna make or break the whole thing. Uh and that's why I've had good success at a lot of places because a lot of it was, hey, you know, this this work might not be all that hot, all that interesting, but the people that I'm doing it with are really great. And so it's why that's why I lasted so my longest tenured position was at the bookstore at Barnes and Noble. Because as I've said before, it's like summer vacation all day long, just just fun, and then going to get drinks afterwards. And half of the people at my wedding were fucking Barnes and Noble people, uh, you know. And that's why that's why middle school and high school. That's why I think another reason I didn't like elementary school as much is I, you know, my best friend didn't even live in the town, so I had plenty of friends. But and you know, birthday parties and sleepovers and all the usual kid stuff. But once I once I got towards the end of elementary school and into middle school, and the menage a trois was born with uh, with Shimo and Nate, and then eventually Shawnee would come along, and we you know the four horsemen emerged <laughs> from the ashes, arise from the ashes. Uh, 
it was like I think of middle school and high school so fondly. I think of fondly, not fondle. It sounds like I'm saying fondly. I'm so fondly. I was well anyway. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's it's so important. But I just dropping the wife off at work this morning and pulling up to that school and just like, oh my god, <laughs> look at all the buses. It's a huge, you know, the school district has like 10,000 kids in it. So, and there's two high schools and they're jam packed with cars and buses and people and everything else. They're humongous. It's a huge, two huge campuses. Um, it's just crazy. And, uh, and there's three middle schools and there's like a dozen or so elementary schools and it's just, there's tons and tons of people. And yeah, I get, uh, oh, it just gave me the, gave me the willies like, oh my God. I, it, it just gave me like a glimpse. I hear the stories and I can picture it in my mind. But I also pick, whenever whenever Kimmy's telling me about work in the, in the lunchroom, and I picture I picture my high school cafeteria, which I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you anything about like waiting in the lunch line. I kind of vaguely remember what it looks like, and I certainly remember what the cafeteria looks like. And I had a lot of fun times with my friends in that cafeteria during lunch and sitting in the cafeteria at the end of the day before wrestling practice and stuff like that and joking around, jerking around and stuff. It was all good fun. So that's what I picture, but like seeing the, seeing it in person with all the, all the traffic going in and out and stuff, I was just like, oh my God, I'm like, you have to go in there. You have to go into that school with all those kids. And they're just, oh my God, I'd be running. I'd be running. I'm not built for something like that. My fragile little ego if even one kid was a dick to me, I I just oh my god, I don't even know. I'd probably get fired, or I would just I'd be like fuck you asshole, and then uh, you know, and then all of the all of him and all his friends would come and beat the shit out of me, and <laughs> it wouldn't it wouldn't last long either way. Um, but Kimmy's just like she has she she has no. She has none of it. These kids, you know, and some of them try to like sweet, you know, if she's out like filling the vending machines with candy and chips and all that shit. And, you know, every, every, everyone thinks they're so fucking, you know, it's the first time. Oh, can I have some free chips? Can I have something free? Can I have something? And, and yeah, that's what they're like, hey, can I have a candy bar? And she'd be like, yeah, sure. Really? Yeah. It's a vending machine. You can have anything you want. Do you have a dollar? Oh, I meant for free. And she's like, yeah, it's it's one of those vending machines that you have to pay for the food. And then they'll be like, they try to, you know, one, they try to sweet. They're like, but aren't I your favorite? And she's, and she's in the past, she's been like, what? You're not my favorite. I don't have any favorites. I don't like, it's just great. Um, But it's funny too, because like a lot of, you know, she's, she has, to me, of course I'm biased, but she has such a, such a nice like calming presence like there's so many times where i'm and i i'm not a calm person i i have a temper and i I get anxiety and all this stuff and like there's so many times where like kimmy will just calm me down like i'll just i'll just i'll see her and just give her a hug and i just feel a million times better and uh and i think these kids see her that i think a lot of people see her that way and you know, she used to have kids who would just like, you know, call her mom and stuff like that, which she does. That's a little weird, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of sweet kids and then there's a lot of smart asses and, uh, and, but she gives it right back to them. 
<laughs> which I think is great. And if I know that if I was giving it, like she she carefully crafts her responses, mine would probably just be like, "Go fuck yourself." And uh, probably before I got that sentence out, I'd have a I'd have a fist. I'd have I'd be swallowing my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely. Because um, I assume probably every single 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th grader in that school, male, female, non-binary or otherwise, could probably beat the shit out of me because probably most people could probably beat the shit out of me. I'm pretty sure my 12-year-old – I'm not pretty sure. I'm positive my 12-year-old <laughs> could probably drop me with one punch. <laughs> it's – uh yeah, anyway. uh. But it's a good looking like it's gonna be a, a looking like it's gonna be a good warm day. Uh, Alexa, what's the temperature? Right now, it's 52 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh. Today, expect a high of 73. Degrees. High of 73. That's great. That's just great. Anyway, uh, what did I, I? There's things I wanted to talk about. Oh yeah, so the oldest child and I. We listened to this um, ghost podcast, uh, Haunted Road. Really good. Uh, Amy Bruni is the name of the host. She's been on, like, those ghost hunting shows, and she has her own show. And, and you know, all the usual, you know, phony baloney ghost bullshit. And we just crack up listening. It's fun to listen to, the ghost stories. But it's also funny because... the. She'll, she does 20 minutes of an intro. She'll be like, and this week we're going to such and such Ohio State Penitentiary, one of the most haunted penitentiaries in the country, or the old uh, Tombstone uh, Saloon, blah, 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 you know, all these different play the, the Mount Washington Hotel in New Hampshire, it's uh, history, and she'll give a history of what happened and, you know, some accounts of hauntings and things like that, and then she'll have somebody either another paranormal expert person or somebody who works at the play, whatever. And then, and then they'll spend the rest of the podcast talking about it and talking about their experiences. Cause I think 99% of these places she's been to in person, um, and can talk about it directly. And it's just so funny because everybody says the same thing. They're like, yeah. And one time I was in the hotel and I, I looked down the hall and there was a girl with a oh, red hoodie, red hoodie, and holding a can of Coca Cola, and she just looked so out of place, almost as though she wasn't from this time. And I looked at her, and she was just sort of standing there staring. And I turned away, and there was a crowd of people, and I turned back, and she was gone. And I'm pretty sure I saw a ghost. It's like, no, you didn't. You just saw like some weird kid standing at the end of a hallway. And so we're listening today, and this guy's like, he's he's got like this weird. He's talking about the ghosts. You know, I was up in the attic of the penitentiary, and they, I could feel the ghosts, you know, scratching my skin. And the other people were there, and they could feel the ghosts. And it was uh, they. They said that there's the tingle. Their the back, their spines were tingling, and you know, it must have been ghosts. And it's just like, oh, my God. Yeah, everything is a ghost. Everything that happens to you is a ghost. Light flickers. It's a ghost. You feel a fucking chill. It must be a ghost. You know, they're like, well, I was I was up in the uh, cold attic there, and uh, there's no heat. 
or air conditioning, and I was up there in the middle of winter, and it was very, very cold. And that's how I knew I was surrounded by ghosts, because the rest of the place was very warm. Even though the heat and electricity was on downstairs, the ghosts must be upstairs because it's very, very cold. Uh, I don't, who cares about this stuff? Oh, man. Yeah, anyway. I was there. <laughs> the ghosts came, and they started. I could feel a burning sensation on the back of my neck because it was from the ghosts. The ghosts were there, and they were running their fingers, and then they scratched me. And I could hear it. We took a tour up there, a tour group, and they all said that they felt burning. And one of one of the people said, ow, ow, it burns. And that was one of the ghosts burning the people. I nicknamed the ghost Bernie because he was burning everybody. And we have tours that go up there and look for ghosts. I call myself a ghost detective because I'm a detective, but for ghosts. And we have the ghost <laughs> we have the ghost detective tours that go up into the attic, the haunted cemetery, the haunted penitentiary, whatever. Uh, and we go up there on Friday and Saturday and Sunday, and we have tours on. Well, we're closed Monday, but we go up on Tuesday and Wednesday. And then sometimes every other Thursday. And I say, hello, Bernie. Bernie the ghost, are you up here? And then the other people in the tour go, ow, ow, it hurts, it burns. And I say, oh, that's just Bernie the ghost. <laughs> I, I wish, I wish somebody had given me the advice when I was in high school. Become a paranormal expert. Because you don't have to prove fucking anything you don't have to prove anything it's so great you can just you can just do whatever you could just be like uh, you know just bullshit stuff and uh you can say anything how can you prove there's ghosts you can't how can you prove there there aren't ghosts you can't it's great what a racket and you ever watch the travel channel turn guess what i'm gonna turn to the travel channel right now bet you i know what i'm gonna find Travel channel. Do, 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 do. Okay, aliens in Alaska. Well, well, that's one of the two things that they show. Let's see. Aliens in Alaska. By the way, they combined the two things. There's, there's basically three things that people like to see. Four. There's four things. You got the shit on TLC, which is like, you know, the thousand pound, whatever, uh, thousand pound buddies, thousand pound sisters, uh, you know, <laughs> thousand pound flight attendants. I don't know what the hell they have. Uh, so there's, there's big fat people that everybody wants to watch. There's little tiny short people, like the whole family of short people of, 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 of little people that everybody wants to see. Uh, there's people with 27 kids. Um, and then there's a, anything that happens in Alaska. People, people just want to see Alaska. Uh, stuff about aliens and stuff about ghosts. And I've never even heard of the show, but it's called Aliens in Alaska. How brilliant. You took the two things that numbskulls are sitting around. Oh, this looks good. Aliens in Alaska. I wonder if they have ghosts up there too. I'll bet they got lots of ghosts up there in Alaska. 
Okay, but then coming up, yeah, Haunted Towns, Phantom of the Frontier, more Haunted Towns, Darkness in the Underworld, Haunted Town, Ghost Town Terror, Haunted Towns, Ghost Town Terror, Haunted Towns, Paid Programming, Paid Programming, okay, Man vs. Food, so they do, oh, and then uh, My Haunted House, My Haunted House, My Haunted House, My Haunted House, The Dead Files, The Dead Files, I mean, how, how brilliant, though. A restaurant owner is convinced that evil spirits are out to ruin her business in Bluffton, South Carolina. Uh, come on. A distraught woman in Flatwoods, Kentucky, claims an evil presence in her home killed her best friend. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, that sounds believable. They were probably killed by ghosts. I wonder if it was a ghost that burned the back of her friend's neck. I wonder if it was Bernie. <laughs> Unless, of course, they were there on a Monday, we'd be closed. So maybe it was, maybe it happened on a Tuesday. <laughs> uh, it's just, there's so many ghost shows and ghost podcasts and paranormal this and, you know, EVP. Is that what, it, yeah, the EVP. I, it's like, it's like, this is crazy. They just took, they took Ghostbusters, except in the 80s, we watched Ghostbusters and we're like, this is fun. But it's like, it's fake. It's a movie. These people just took the took Ghostbusters and said, "Yeah, we're gonna get a bunch of bullshit equipment. We're gonna get some, you know get some nice cameras, night night vision cameras, and some little audio recording things, and all this high tech gear and computers and stuff. And we're gonna go to like you know an insane asylum, and then another insane asylum. Did I say a sane asylum? Did I say a sane asylum? I might have insane asylum." We're going to go to the, you know, the haunted old hospital. We're going to go to the haunted old hotel. We're going to go sit in this person's basement. We're going to sit in the cemetery and all this stuff. And have you ever watched those shows? If you've watched one, you've seen every goddamn episode. And there's a great old South Park that spoofs the whole thing, too, where they're just, you know, shaky camera. It's night vision. You know, you hear like a loud bang way in the distance. It was like, did you hear that? What was that? What was that? Did you see that? What was that? What was that? And it's the same fucking thing. And there's like 27 seasons of these ghost hunting shows. And you can make it, you know, you write some books about it, do some podcasts. You have a TV show about You can make, oh, I can't even imagine the amount of money these fuckers are making on these fucking ghosts. On ghosts. And what am I doing sitting here like an asshole? I need to start like a fake ghost hunting podcast. Put some little spooky music on. Come up with some bullshit. About ghosts. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, that's it. Oh, I hear... Hold on. My kid's phone is ringing. Whoa. That must... The f my kid's cell phone is ringing in the middle of the day. That must be one of the ghosts. So, so funny. Just so... So wacky. Everything is just so goddamn wacky. People are nuts. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's it. I gotta, I do have to go. I have to go. I must go. Uh, because in 15 minutes, I'm about to be in meetings until the end of the day. Oh my God. Oh my God. On a Friday of all things. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, it is. It's spectacular. Just spectacular. Just fantastic. Just absolutely fantastic. It's just great to have you here. The Ghost Stories podcast. Yeah, that was one that we used to. I, I unsubscribed. It was called Ghost Stories or something. 
real ghost stories. I, I've I've done a little spoof before on the podcast with uh, is this Brewski something Tony? This is this is Tony Brewski, and you're listening to the Real Ghost Stories podcast. I came home from work one day. My garage door was open, but I distinctly remember closing it when I left for work in the morning. But when I came home, the garage door was open and the tennis ball was swinging back and forth. Why? Because I was about to have a paranormal encounter. Of course, it was very windy and my wife had just gotten home a few minutes before and opened the garage door. But that doesn't mean it wasn't a real ghost and a real haunting in my house. I came inside the house. I saw a horrifying apparition, a shadow, a shadow figure emerging from the darkness. Turns out it was just my wife. She was just finishing up taking a dump and had just turned off the bathroom light and was opening the door. Or was it? Could it have been a vile specter from beyond the grave? Had the veil been lifted between this world and theirs? Who's to say? Although it was actually just my wife coming out of the bathroom after taking a dump. I said, honey, the garage door wasn't open when I left this morning. And she said, yeah, I know. It was closed when I got home five minutes before you. That's why I opened it and parked my car on the other side. And I said, so explain to me why. Why was the tennis ball the little tennis ball stopper that hangs from the ceiling. Why was it swinging back and forth, to and fro, all the live long day? Well, that's because I bopped it with my head when I walked into the house, dear. And I left the garage door open for you, and it's a little windy outside. So it's probably still swinging back and forth as a result. To which I replied, is it? Or have you just experienced a real ghost encounter? <laughs> That's what the fucking stuff. Well, it's not quite like that. But he's he gets real serious and he plays You know, he plays like the spooky music. And he's talking about at the old farmhouse. And suddenly, as the family was sitting down to dinner at the old farmhouse, suddenly a figure emerged from the shadow right next to the large stone fireplace. It was a ghost, a real ghost. Anyway, all right. <laughs> uh, it's just like, it's too easy. I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, yeah, I could, you could just, you could, you could make up anything you want. Oh, the picture frame is crooked. The ghost. Oh, the lights flicker. It's a ghost. Oh, I heard... I could hear, I felt somebody tap on my shoulder. It's a ghost. Or you just fucking, it's not any of those things. But who cares? Because people want to believe that, so they'll believe it. So it's real. It's great. It's like church. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a hell of a racket. I got to get into the ghost uh, hunting uh, game. Because why the fuck not? All right. I'll talk to you uh, at some other. I'll talk to you at some other point. I hope I don't get get got by the ghosts. 
<laughs> Later, Gators. <laughs>